there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. From Gimlet, this is Reply All. I'm Alex Goldman. And I'm PJ Boat. So, PJ, I have a story to tell you. Okay. And the story begins with a person making a dubious online choice. Um, So, you know those ads on Instagram that are for, like, really fancy designer goods that are incredibly cheap? Yes. This is about a guy who gave in to temptation and clicked on one of those ads. His name's David, and it was about a year ago. He was living in San Francisco, and he was on public transit. And it was probably in the evening, headed back home. And I was on my phone and I was on Instagram and I was scrolling and I think I I saw an ad, a limited offer of a free watch. Here, I have it on my computer. Let me show it to you. Ooh, nice. A free watch. And it's like a pretty nice looking like modernist black watch and says shop Folsom, like the company. Follow us at Folsom and get your free watch today. And then there's 7,000 hashtags, which is... Part for the course on Instagram. Promo, promotion, giveaway, free, fashion stylist, fashion world, fashion photography, California, West Coast, Cali, SF, San Francisco. It goes on. Yes. So David sees ads like this on Instagram all the time. He is not a person who generally clicks on ads. Because I'm usually much more savvy. You know, I'm the kind of person who does research before deciding to add something, anything to my life. But he goes to the company website. The company's called Folsom & Co. And let me just bring up the website. Hold on. Folsom and Co. Co. It looks pretty nice. It does. It looks like uh, the nice website that like any sort of new fashion startup would have. Like a pretty picture of a watch on a rock and like all the fonts are the elegant fonts. And depending on your ad blocking, it may or may not have little pop-ups, notifications telling you others around the world have purchased various things on this website. Lauren in New Orleans, United States, just purchased uh, something or other. Melena in Buenos Aires just purchased the Carmen watch. So, Ugh, feel okay. bad for her. <laughs> that is the one thing that actually makes it look slightly scammy. Like, Nike's not like, we just sold a pair of sneakers. Right. So, the watch is called the Jones, and it says, free, limited time offer. It costs zero dollars. And it says... Marked down from 80 bucks. Marked down from 80. And it says, hurry, offer ends in four hours, 21 minutes, and 56 seconds. And all of this just preyed on David's desire not to miss out on something. Like, it did exactly what it's supposed to do. Like, I'm watching the countdown and being stressed and, like, asking myself if I want to watch, despite the fact that I'm wearing a watch. (laughs) I said, well, it's free. And then, of course, when I put it in the cart and proceeded, it was something like 10 bucks for the shipping. And I said, well, and I probably hesitated. I can't remember exactly, but I hit buy. And then a couple weeks later, the watch actually does show up at David's house. 
But then he gets it out of the package. And I could tell right away, just the, the fit and finish was was poor. Uh, you know, the you'd maybe tap with your, your fingernail on the glass and it would just rattle. <laughs> you know, it was made of metal, of course, but it was probably the thinnest it could possibly be stamped out of. And, you know, it felt like if you had worn it, you might get a rash in a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the watch is the most abominable object like I've ever held in my hands. That's a friend of David's. Her name's Jenny O'Dell, and David actually gave her the watch, which doesn't sound like a particularly nice thing to do, but it was because Jenny is an artist and she is obsessed with junk. Like, she did a residency at a garbage dump. So getting this watch was like Christmas morning for her. I was definitely pretty excited about it just because I could tell that um, it was a really um, crappy object that probably had some sort of weird story behind it. At the time, she was working on an exhibit at a place called the Museum of Capitalism where people could just bring in their junk and she would try and learn as much as she possibly could about it. Okay. And there was something about this watch that she got really fixated on. The number one question I was hoping to answer is where was it made? Like an address. It's like you wanted to see where the watch was born. Yeah, exactly. I, I wanted to know sort of its life story, but the most important part of that is like the beginning. So she goes on the Folsom Co. website and just starts trying to figure out everything she can about this business. She's like reverse image searching the picture she finds on there. And there's one picture in particular that's fishy right away. The building that was in the photo that sort of was implied to be their headquarters in San Francisco. So I'm looking at an image of it now. Um, it looks, it has a very sort of modern facade that's like softly backlit. It, it, if it were a storefront, it would be the storefront of a very boutique fancy watch company. Totally, yeah. But it is not. It, it is not. It's a ping pong social club owned by Susan Sarandon. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been, but uh, it looks cool. And not only have they stolen a picture of Susan Sarandon's ping pong club to use as their fake office, a lot of the text on the website also appears to have been stolen. I realized that the description was directly copied from SanFrancisco.com, which has like brief descriptions of their neighborhoods. Um, So that seemed a little bit odd to me. Right. And as Jenny digs a little more, she realizes that the people who built Folsom & Co. seem to have built another business that looks just as fake. SoFi Coastal. So I go to SoFi Coastal, and it's almost the exact same website. It just appears to be in Miami instead. So the SoFi Coastal website has a surfboard as the cover photo instead of just a picture of a watch. But other than that, it's pretty much the exact same website as Folsom & Co. And then... Jenny just starts finding this watch on tons of other very similar looking websites. So it's like basically they're offering these lousy watches for sale, but it's just the company that they're pretending to be changes. They're like, right. we're a hip techie downtown San Francisco company. We're like a cool, like coastal surfing watch company, <laughs> but it's always the same thing. Right. So the Jones, which is the watch she got. Uh, is called the Elite on SoFi Coastal. And there's another company called Regent & Co., which again sounds exactly like Folsom & Co., which weirdly calls the watch the Ron. Huh. I think Folsom & Co. sounds like it's for the guy who wants to buy like um, an expensive axe for some reason. 
And then Regent and Co. feels like a guy who buys like those lapel things for your dress shirt for some like they're pitching to slightly different versions of upscale fancy. Folsom and Co. shoppers chop wood. Regent and Co. shoppers wear blazers, not at work. Yes. They're good at something. The people behind (laughs) this are good at something. So Jenny does a reverse image search on the watch itself. And she learns that all these websites, they're all getting this watch from the same place, which is a website called AliExpress. Okay. Are you familiar with AliExpress? I think so, but explain it anyway. It's basically like the Chinese version of Amazon. Like it looks like Amazon, but it's all Chinese products. And what is mind blowing about it is just how cheap everything is. It's very dollar store-ish. And AliExpress has a listing for the watch, the one that is getting sold on all these different websites under all these different names. It is for sale on AliExpress for under six bucks. Wow. And Jenny made one last big discovery, which is that all of these dodgy websites, Regent & Co., Folsom & Co., all of them, are being built using the same platform, this platform called Shopify. I don't know what Shopify is. Shopify is basically like WordPress for online stores. It just has a bunch of tools that make it really easy to set up a store online. How big, if this thing is like very easy to do and people are like, how big is this? Like how widespread is this scheme? That's exactly what I wanted to know. And I actually found someone who's been looking into this. So shortly after Jenny published her findings, Alexis Madrigal, who's a reporter for The Atlantic, fell for basically the same scheme. He was on Instagram, saw a camel hair coat that he liked. It was very cheap. He ordered it. And then about four or five weeks later, he got this black plastic bag in the mail. And then when I pulled the actual like code out, um, it was like so synthetic. Like the material was like literally nothing that you could purchase in the United States of America that I have seen. It could be like refined into like gasoline or diesel or something. I mean, it was just the petroleum product and very clearly. So Alexa starts digging and he finds all of Jenny's research and then he makes a discovery. He finds a how-to video which teaches you how to rip off people like him. What is up everybody? In this video, I'm gonna be showing you guys step-by-step how to build and start your very own Shopify store. This kid named Rory Gannon on YouTube basically lays out in as a kind of like primer uh, on YouTube how this is actually done. So for this particular store, we're gonna be making a men's watch store. So we're gonna call our store Men's Watch Shop. So create your store, so... And in this video, Rory is using watches just as an example. Like he says that you can sell any products you want and he explains how easy it is to set up using Shopify's templates and themes. So the best team that we have found is Brooklyn. So you would click on the Brooklyn team. And it has tools built into it, or that you can sort of add on to it, that let you suck in items from AliExpress. Men's, watches, and I'll find products on AliExpress that we can start adding to our store. So I like the look of this one. We're gonna add it to the import list. So all Rory has to do is press import and it pulls in images of the item, a description of the item. He sets his own price, however much he wants to mark it up, and he's all done. So as we can see, our store is looking pretty well. Like, literally it took 10 minutes. And so now when you place an order at Rory's watch store, he just turns around and places an order at AliExpress and has the watch shipped directly to you. So you only paid 
two dollars for this watch, but someone's just bought it for forty dollars. It's obviously middlemen have always been around, but these people don't handle the merchandise. They don't do anything. They just built a front end for somebody else's retail site. These guys are doing something that happens on the internet all the time. It's called drop shipping, and a lot of stuff that you buy, even on sites like Amazon, is drop shipped. But when people talk about drop shippers, they're talking about these less than reputable folks that work with AliExpress, and there are a lot of them. The thing that I think really kind of blew my mind is there's this tool called Oberlo, and that's the thing that allows them to suck products directly in from the site AliExpress. And they claim that 85 million items have been processed through that system. Oh my God. So we're talking about hundreds of thousands of websites where all people are doing is reselling cheap goods from China as fancy goods. Kind of like it. It's a kind of amazing business model, right? Because there's no upfront investment. You carry no inventory. Um, All you have to do is get people to see that stuff. This is really the essence of how digital commerce works. Just minus caring about the product knowing what the product is, uh, taking on any risk yourself or any of the other things we associate with business, you know? So a thing that I, a thing that I do not know what to make of is like, like this definitely sounds scammy to me, but like on the other hand, what you're describing is also just like retail fashion. Like find out what seems to be trendy, find a product that caters to people's interest in that trend, use the power of advertising to locate those people and pitch to them and then sell them a product. None of that sounds like, unless you think like capitalism is inherently a scam, it doesn't sound like a scam. And yet there's like, there does seem to be something, an air of scamminess hanging over this. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. And I thought the best people to ask would be the dropshippers themselves. After the break... We meet a bunch of dropshippers who reveal to us all their secrets. episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe dive into the western trend with gold cowboy boots from stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from prada you can shop for everything on your agenda whether it's a breezy zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright chloe blazer for brunch find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com this episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Accenture overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. 
Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear debris with the 40-volt jet fan leaf blower. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show. So, PJ, I talked to a bunch of dropshippers, and I basically asked them, like, are you cool with, like, what you do for money? And most of them said to me, like, look, this is just how everything works in retail. People buy something cheap, they mark it up, they sell it. Okay. But while I was talking to them, I stumbled onto something that I think is much more interesting. As I dove into the world of dropshipping, it started to feel like all the customers getting suckered into spending $10 on a $6 watch or whatever... That money was not the point. They were just the visible part of a much bigger swindle. So what's the bigger swindle? Well, to explain what I'm talking about, I'm going to introduce to you three different dropshippers. Okay. The first one is a person we'll call Kevin. That's not his real name. And he's like a dropshipping rock star. Uh, He says that he's super successful. And I asked him to explain how he does it. Okay. So, for example, he started a store online that caters to, like, goths and steampunk fans. And the first thing that he does for, like, any store is just he tries to figure out what his target audience is into. If I've done my research thoroughly, then I should have a pretty good idea what type of slang people are saying, what type of languaging they use. Like, I try to name my products, so, like, the product kind of speaks to them. For example, if I had, like, a black watch, I wouldn't just call it a black watch, right? I'd call it, like, the the mechanic or something like that. And then someone in the steampunk niche might be like, ooh, this looks pretty cool. Rather than just black (laughs) watch, it's now the mechanic, right? Right. I mean, this does not sound like rocket science, but according to Kevin, being good at dropshipping is just being really good at doing this. Finding a cheap, good product and finding a market for it before anybody else does. And for someone like Kevin, the goal is to become so good that you make it into this group of elite dropshippers who are all over YouTube bragging about how rich they've gotten. We finally broke the million dollar mark. And that's what I always like to do. So for a while, a lot of you guys have been wanting me to see my car collection. Um, This is a guy who's bragging about his BMWs. So today I'm just going to show you guys the cars, talk a little bit about what it took to get them. What is going on, everyone? Coming to you here from the Hollywood Hills. (laughs) This is like an entrepreneur party in LA. Holy crap! And a lot of these dropshipping high rollers also teach classes on how to dropship. Some are online, but like the top of the range is this in-person seminar in Bali where you go to a dropshipping retreat that costs $5,000. $5,000? Oh, man. Okay. And according to Kevin, $5,000 is like really just the beginning if you want to learn how to make a lot of money. I've been to higher level masterminds. I've been to events. I've, been, I've taken courses. Uh, I've gotten one-on-one coaching. I paid you know, over $50,000 in the last year. 
Wow, you paid fifty thousand um, dollars to for for seminars on how to learn this. Yeah, it's been over that. It's been over that amount. So that's that is a staggering amount of money to spend on dropshipping courses. Yeah, but he says that it was a great investment because, according to him, he's made something like a million dollars on dropshipping, and he says that. Since he's made all that money, people have started coming to him asking for advice on how to do it themselves. So almost as an act of generosity, he created his own dropshipping curriculum. What's happening, guys? Today, I want to talk to you about a simple upsell strategy. Let's hop right into it here. This is... uh, The videos are free, but if you want the real good stuff, you can join his private online community. So there's going to be a private Slack community. We're going to have two monthly live trainings and, you know, a few other bonuses and stuff like that for $50 a month. Okay. Can I just point out that like, generally speaking in the entire history of the world, when people figure out ways to easily make money, they did not turn around and tell everybody else how to do it. <laughs> like the top trader at Goldman Sachs isn't like, doesn't have like a YouTube channel where they're like, Hey, here's what stock to pick this morning. It just seems possible that Kevin would benefit from at minimum exaggerating how much money he's making online. Yeah, it does seem totally possible. And I didn't want to just take Kevin's word that these courses were really helping people. So the next person I talked to is this guy named Yusuf, who gave me a completely different picture of what's going on. Yusuf is this kid. He's in his 20s. He lives in Virginia. And when he was in college, he got totally sold on the idea of dropshipping. I was someone that took the advice from these quote-unquote entrepreneurs. And it was that advice that actually led me to dropping out of school before I had any success, and I ended up sleeping on a couch. Hmm. Sounds like things were pretty rough for a while. Oh, yeah. I was making maybe like sprinkles, so maybe like $200 a month here, and then maybe nothing the next month, then maybe 300 there. Yusuf was running into all of these problems that the videos totally didn't prepare him for, and he said it's like that for a lot of young people like him. Think about it. Think how many 19-year-olds watch dropshipping videos on YouTube and they're like, oh, sweet, let me set that up. He copy and paste some flannels from AliExpress. And then, boom, they now technically have a store in business. But when things take 30, 40 days, 50 days to arrive, and he's getting tons of chargebacks from PayPal, from credit card companies, from the banks, it's a huge pain in the ass. Yusuf said that he had to deal with angry customers all the time, people who wanted to return items, and these Chinese warehouses weren't great about taking returns, so a lot of times he'd have to eat the cost of the refund. And even then, just maintaining his site took a ton of work. He constantly had to switch out his inventory. He was paying for ads on Instagram and Facebook. After a while, it started to feel like these videos that showed people making easy money from dropshipping were just taunting him. Think about how many people would love to make full-time income with an online business. Literally, I think every human you ask would want that. So if you think it's not going to be competitive, then you are unfortunately mistaken. And I think all the other channels are like, oh, you just need to you need to work hard and it's going to work itself out if you buy my course, of course. But <laughs> Eventually, Yusuf got to a point where he wasn't sleeping on a couch anymore. He was actually making sales. But it wasn't like dropshipping was easy money. It was actually a lot more just like <laughs> a hard job. And the more that I talked to people in the dropshipping world, the more I felt like Yusuf was actually one of the lucky ones. Like I went through that dropship subreddit and there's sort of like a 70-30 split between people saying like, I'm ready to quit this or my store's failing or is dropshipping dead? And then dropshipping gurus telling them like, 
You just have to work harder. Oh, that's so depressing. It is depressing. And I talked to one of those people who are really struggling. Her name's Leah. She's in her 40s. She lives in Berlin. She's less tech savvy than Yusuf, and she's had a terrible time with dropshipping. She's barely had any sales at all. I've done two sales so far since I started the Shopify shop. And how long was that? Um, that was last year, actually, last year around March, April. Oh my God, that's so little. Yeah, that's nothing. That's nothing too little. <laughs> I've been doing everything. I even got a Shopify consultant uh, redo the shop saying that maybe I should change this and that. And they did the, all the changes. No so at this point, have you paid more than you actually earned? Yes. Uh, I think I've spent more than uh, 3000 already. So, yeah. Oh, my God. That's so much. That's a lot. Talking to Leah, I felt really bad. She had spent so much money on this Shopify store. And she told me that she could quit anytime she wanted, but she'd invested so much into it already. Maybe she could turn it around if she just spent a little more. And that's what all the videos were telling her to do. I, I'm i curious, like, um, do you believe everybody else who says that they're successful? That's, that's still my question because... Uh, I'd really love to know and to understand what they do, how they do it, what is it that I'm not doing. Do you I think they might just be exaggerating? I have no idea. I have no idea. I look at them and I just ask myself, how do they do it? After talking to a bunch of dropshippers, I still can't tell if anyone is truly making a full-time salary off dropshipping alone. The only thing that's clear to me is that like, the big money in dropshipping seems to be in teaching people that there's Big money in dropshipping. Right. I guess the one person who we know is actually making money doing dropshipping is Yusuf. Well, there's one thing I left out about Yusuf. These days, he's not just making money through dropshipping. He's been selling something else online, too. What's poppin', people? In this video, we're going to go over the top five niches for 2018. Based on For 200 bucks, you can get access to Yusuf's Diamond e-commerce course. He says that unlike all the other garbage out there, his classes teach you what it really takes to become a successful dropshipper. My first month of selling my course, it did $28,000. And unlike dropshipping, there's no orders to fulfill, there's no customer complaints, there's no people yelling at me in German, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and I'm gonna show you every step of the way. I'm gonna show you how I build the Instagram. I'm gonna show you how I market on Instagram. I'm gonna show you how I build like my Facebook. I'm gonna show you how to do Twitter marketing. I'm gonna show you how I work with influencers. I'm gonna show you how I like sponsor people and how I pay for sponsorships. I'm gonna show you the design process. Special thanks this week to Alexis Madrigal. We found this story through his reporting in The Atlantic and we put a link to his story in our show notes. Reply All is hosted by PJ Vote and me, Alex Goldman. Our show is produced by Shruti Pinamineni, Fia Benin, Damiano Marchetti, and Caitlin Roberts. More production help this week from Krista Ripple and Elizabeth Kulis. Our editors are Tim Howard and Sarah Saracen. Fact-checking by Michelle Harris. Our intern is Devin Gwynn. We were mixed by Rick Kwan. Our theme song is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And additional music this week from Bobby Lord. Special thanks to Ashley Wilson. Matt Lieber is listening to the radio and hearing that song you've heard sampled a million times, but you never knew the name of. 
Reply All is looking for a summer intern. If you are interested, you can apply at gimletmedia.com careers, and we will also put a link to the listing in our show notes. You can visit our website at replyall.diamonds, and you can find more episodes of the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Bar. I'm glad you're eating, but I'm still unclear where you're keeping these things. Yeah, see? Again, that's not really an answer. Just makes me think maybe I don't want to know. We have to find some internet. We need like a Starbucks parking lot planet. Oh, 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 when we pressed the left pedal and spelled decaf, the piano portal made us coffee. Maybe the right pedal will take us to a coffee shop. They have Wi-Fi. You want to try? Alright, I'll be back. You just... Enjoy your snack. Oh my god, what year is it? How long was I gone? Three seconds! Planet decaf is boring and horrible. The air is like jello and everything moves like this. It's all turtlenecks and Cat Stevens albums. They made me their leader. I have a family back there waiting for me. God, I'm so hungry. Dude. I'll go find some berries or something. I don't eat. I just remembered. Uh, the box is giving me weird feelings.